Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Coe, Matt Harmon here with you. It's Reception Perception, the show. Matt, my guy, week one is almost in the books as we record here on a Monday afternoon before the Monday Night Football game. How are you feeling, my friend? It's good that football is back. Dude, it feels so good to have football back, to be able to react to real games, to project upcoming matchups and stuff like that. Um, Also, I just want to say it feels great to have Sterling Shepard and Curtis Samuel back in our lives, baby! Boy. Some old RP, yeah, some old RP favorites, boy. absolutely crushing it oh in week one. Everything else, so funny. The rest of the yeah. season, whatever. Honestly, I don't care. The rest, of the, I feel good now. <laughs> what about if, if beyond all odds, somehow, some way, Sterling Shepard cracks one thousand this year? That would be incredible. Uh, I would say that. You know, I'm I'm gonna retire and just be on a beach somewhere. But I mean, that would be a great, <laughs> real great proof of concept for RP. So I'd probably have to keep on working. So, uh, yeah, reception perception brand alive and thriving with uh with two of the big like late late career burn guys. Um, you know, but yeah, I, hey, honestly, just shout out to both those guys for beating the. I mean, the reason they haven't popped really so far yet is injury. So it was cool yeah. to see them both uh, out there popping uh, in, in week one. So that's great. But no, nah, man, it was funny, man. When Sterling Shepard caught that long touchdown, <laughs> first person I thought of was my guy, <laughs> Matt Harmon. And sure enough, 30 <laughs> seconds after he scores that touchdown, I looked out of my phone. 
And I get just one text from Matt, <laughs> Sterling Shepherd exclamation. And I'm like, yeah, boy, let's go. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're editing, you're editing that for the kids at, at home, which is probably for the best. It was yes. a little bit more yes. aggressive than that. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. We keep PC. Not really, but, uh, but every yeah. now and again, we keep PC, man. Hey, uh, you know what? Can we start with the, the big breaking news? You know, we got, uh, the news now that, uh, Dak Prescott, uh, thumb surgery. Uh, it sounds like a UCL a little thumb fracture in there as well. They're going to pop some plates and screws and put some hardware inside that thumb, man. None of it sounds very good. Um, sounds like he's going to be out six to eight weeks, you know, might miss nine weeks because of the buy come back, you know, week 10 or 11. All right. So, mm-hmm. um, to me, none of that sounds very good. And, and I tell you, I, I, it, look, I, I know we sit here and say, okay, don't overreact to week one. Don't overreact to week one. But my guy, C.D. Lamb, looked lost in the woods, dude. I don't know what to think about C.D. Lamb going forward. Certainly, we have to downgrade him in fantasy. But just in terms of real-life football and in fantasy, what do we think about C.D. Lamb? Well, a couple of things here. I mean, it's pretty tough to script a more troubling start to a season than what the Cowboys had last night. Uh, So we're recording this on Monday, so Sunday Night Football pretty tough to to script something more troubling than that and you know that was honestly even before the Dak Prescott injury James I mean right. the, the Dak injury hammered it home but you know CD what had like 11 targets two 11 catches targets, on the night oh. and you know honestly I wish look that was to be fair the Bucks have a good defense they've got a good secondary they've got a, a veteran laden group there but it was basically like all of the things that could have sunk the Cowboys offense did sink the Cowboys offense, even with Dak on the field there. I mean, the the more I thought of it, I I guess it finally like the light just clicked when Mike Tirico at one point, when Dak Prescott like flings a a prayer ball down the sideline. And, um, you know, he says, oh, Simi Fajoko is down there somewhere. I'm like, dude, what are we doing here with this Cowboys (laughs) receiver core? I I think that was the moment where it just like it clicked for me where this is really as much as I've said that the, the Seahawks who play tonight, by the way, so I don't know what happened in, in the game yet. The Seahawks are running out an unserious quarterback situation with uh, Geno right. Smith and, and Drew Locke. That is an unserious wide receiver core. You know, I had somebody ask me, do you, so do you think like CeeDee Lamb is a legit number one receiver? And I, I do think the answer is yes. Like I think he can be a legit number one receiver, but honestly, it doesn't matter if you're a legit number one receiver when the rest of your guys are like, maybe, maybe five and sixes on, on a, on a roster. And like, they're having a role like Noah Brown. I, I can't even remember the UDFA that they threw out there last night. And like Simi Fajoko, like I mentioned, I think it was Houston or what, or whatever was the guy that they played. Uh, Dennis, over Dennis Houston, Dennis Houston. Right. Like, here's the, the deal, man. Who the I, hell is Dennis Houston, bro? Like, what? I, I know, I know. And and I, I get it, like, <laughs> I, I get it that you, there's been some problems in the in the Dallas receiver core. Like, we knew Michael Gallup wasn't going to start the season on time. Right. That, he even laughed that suggestion off, although you know Jerry's rushing him back at some point now soon. Oh, for um, sure. For sure. For but like, sure. Clearly, Jalen Tolbert wasn't ready for prime time. They, they made him a game day healthy scratch in this one um and we know that james that was surprising yeah that was surprising but i guess beat reporters had said he'd had an up and down summer there were some moments and then he also had some bad moments whatever and then we know that james washington is out for multiple months because of foot injury but you're 
your receiver core shouldn't completely fall apart because James F in Washington and like a day three or a round three rookie aren't <laughs> is not ready to play. Like that's that's just it's yeah. bad planning by the Cowboys. Also, they had a bad offensive line. And like you, honestly, you. I'm going to go back and obviously like chart CD lamb and watch him and stuff like that. But at the same time, like I know exactly what happened just watching that game last night. Like you could see the Cowboys were just being squatted on by the Bucks defense. Like when your guys down the field are freaking Noah Brown and semi Fajoko and the boys, like you don't respect anything deep, especially when you have pass protection problems because your offensive line got hurt in the middle of the game. Right. It was just an all out disastrous situation. Like, I think see everybody you know folks that know reception perception and know my stuff like you know I don't put a lot of stock in like the average separation as a as like a talent metric you know but like next gen stats did show that CD Lamb had 1.9 yards of separation last night like I don't and I don't think that's a CD Lamb problem it's like I don't think Dak Prescott attempted a non tight window throw all night because that's the defense was just squatting on zone <clears throat> the in, uh, in zone coverage in the short to intermediate areas all night it was a disaster just like when we're talking about the woes for the Rams and how the Bills are just so damn good defensively. Yo, Tampa Bay is one yeah, of good. the two or three best defenses in the NFL. I don't care what anybody tells me. You know what I mean? Like, where do you beat these guys? And then when you're talking about an offensive line, who, by the way, suffered more injuries as the game went along as well. Uh, boy, yeah. that's tough. That's, that is really, really tough. So um, Dak could have played. It was just a complete system meltdown there yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. All right, so the question, though, becomes looking forward, what do we think about C.D. Lamb? Because, man, I think the number one narrative I think I heard and read is that C.D. Lamb is not a true number one. I could not disagree more, and I know you're in that same camp as well. Yeah. But what does it look like for C.D. Lamb moving forward? Yeah, man, I, I don't know. I just it's going to be a disaster. Like, it, by the way, like Cooper Rush, the guy they're probably going to start for the foreseeable future. Like, I don't. You know, it's talking about like the Cowboys are looking to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like they're not trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers <laughs> are not trading the Cowboys of all teams. The Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I, it's like they're probably not going to find some immediate answer somewhere. Plus, like onboarding a quarterback in the middle of the year is always tough. So this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They're probably rolling with Cooper Rush, who is a guy that they cut off the roster. I mean, they I know. obviously they brought him <clears throat> back, but... That's what they thought of Cooper Rush. So I, I thought I thought he actually played okay at times last year. Uh, I don't think he's yeah, the, the worst. Vikings was it the Vikings game on Halloween? I think it was that he <clears> had to. Start. He's not the worst backup quarterback in the NFL. Let's be real. Now that being said, the one person that you know what would get people excited about uh, playing quarterback there in Dallas that'd be the great beard of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Could you imagine they lure Ryan Fitzpatrick out of the TNF booth and just throw him out there playing for the star, man? That, that would generate some waves. I don't know how good it would be, Matt, but let me tell you something. I'd be excited about it. I would be excited about it. 
Yeah, yeah. I I would be excited too, but I bet Fitz is like just loving retirement and TV and stuff like that. I I doubt that happens, but it would be nice. It'd be funny. It'd be, nice. it'd be funny if he was like three hundred pounds and just like completely just gave up, you know. But but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. What did he say? The one like time when uh, there was a clip of him running when he was with the Dolphins, it like went viral on Twitter, and he looked a little uh. A little heftier. He was like, "Yeah, I had too much bur- a little too much cake at like kids' birthday parties all summer." So I don't know. I doubt. I doubt we see Fitz. But I, I honestly, at the at this point, like I think it's going to be Cooper Rush. And you know, I agree. He's not the worst in the world, but it's just a bad situation for any quarterback, yeah. including Dak Prescott. And like you know, I know there's a lot of folks out there that really just don't think Dak is that good. And you know. I mean, maybe Dak is like the Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins-ish territory of quarterbacks. I think he's probably closer to that group than like certainly the Mahomes-Herbert tier uh, of quarterbacks. So imagine if Kirk Cousins was playing in this situation. Imagine if Derek Carr was playing in this situation. Like it it wouldn't go very well. Like most of these, beyond beyond the guys like Allen and Herbert and Mahomes and, you know, the greats of the greats, like most quarterbacks are products of their situation. Um I think Dak and these guys are better than, you know, like Jimmy G or something like that. But oh, yeah, um, Jesus yeah, I, I, yeah, of course. But I just think like this is a rough spot for any quarterback to find success. It was going to be rough for Dak to find success in this environment. It's going to be rough for um, <clears throat> Cooper Rush to find success, too. It's funny, Matt. I actually woke up th- today thinking, hmm, I wonder if C.D. Lamb is a good buy low candidate because – well, because again, his value cannot possibly be any lower than it is here today. Uh, but then I was thinking about, okay, what's the real upside? And and I'm not, right. I'm not. And what really are you trading sure, for him, right? You right? Know? I'm not really sure what the upside is. I don't see him as a top twelve fantasy wide receiver for the next ten weeks, right? Um, no, me so, neither. So so what are we what are we talking about here? I I don't know. It'd be tough, man. I don't I don't know what assets you would give up to go get C D Lamb, but. It's at least, I guess, maybe worth an exploration, maybe worth a talk just to see if somebody is, yeah. you know, willing to willing to part with CD Lamb for like nothing, you know, so that would be interesting. Just one thing. I, I will have the rest of season rankings on the site by private, not by the time this podcast is, is up, but like by midweek. Uh, mm. So uh, on the reception perception site, I CD Lamb is going to be a tough one because I had him, you know, at like. Oh my god! I had him at wide receiver five, you know. So he's gonna he's gonna be probably <laughs> the biggest dropper of anybody. Oh yeah, god. he's going way down, way down. Dude, just t- talk to me through the mentality here. Like, where where are you where are you pushing him now? Like outside of the top twenty? That's low. Uh, outside the yeah, top twenty is low. That's low. That's low because we do still expect him to get you know peppered with Tons targets. Like, targets. I'll, I'll I mean I'm gonna just pull it up right now since we're talking about it. Like. I mean, I don't know. My tier three cut off at wide receiver 18, which was Deontay Johnson, you know, and tier four started mm. with um, Sutton, Brandon Cooks, like Marquise Brown. Oh, uh, he's ahead of those Jaylen guys. Jalen Waddle. He's ahead of those guys. He's ahead of those guys because he's better than those guys. And they're going to see similar targets here. And yeah, you're, you're right. You know, the you're quarterback's right. not great, but I mean, come on. He's he's better than those guys. He, he, they're, they're not going to see Tampa Bay's damn defense every week, dude. <laughs> you know, come on. He'll, he's going to recover somewhat. Godly. I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, that was that is probably just like a worst case. Like I said, it's you can't script a more troubling start, but they do get the Bengals in week two. And like, that's not necessarily the the softest landing spot. The Bengals defense is pretty decent. So I, I'm, I'm still thinking about it, but he's de- I'd like, he will not be, he won't be top 15. He won't be top 15. That's no, for sure. no, 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 no. God, you know, actually that, that Deontay Johnson comp sounds actually pretty interesting uh, because Mitch Trubisky just looks 
come on. Like, let's move on from Mitch Trubisky, okay? He's not the answer there for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, for God's sakes. 